Hi everyone, this is a freestyle episode I wanted to have and call it the final episode of season 1. I thought I would talk more on my personal side, what I do for a living, how it all started and why I chose to record a podcast. And what were my expectations when I started this podcast. I also wanted to have a few questions from my audience answered in this episode. I posted about this in my various social media platforms and I have quite few interesting ones here. So let's get started. Hi, welcome to Glitch, a podcast exploring tech news, how stuff works, innovation in our day-to-day technology and the news surrounding them. I'm your host Vikram. I'm so excited that you are here. Thanks for joining with me today. Hey everyone, yeah this is Vikram for Glitch. It's been a routine for me to say sorry when I start this episode for the delay and yeah this time also there's pretty much a lot of exciting stuff happening in my life right now i moved to poland and last few months have been a little bit hectic on sorting things and setting up my desks and yeah that's that's exactly why this episode was delayed because i had i had asked these questions like three four weeks before and i had a follower of mine asking where are my answers and this just reminded me i have a lot of responsibilities right now that people are listening so yeah, I thought I will have this episode more on freestyle. I don't have any script. I don't have any agenda as such. I'm just going to talk. <laughs> and yeah, let's see how it goes. So yeah, I'm Vikram for people who are new here and I'm an embedded software developer. It's, it's pretty much deals with hardware and the PCBs you see lying around your home. And I, I talk to computers, I code, I tell them what to do. I, I basically tell them all the instructions from, from turn right and left. I do this next and so that that's pretty much my day stuff and I'm a tech geek which means I, I love to know how things work what's what's behind the screens and how are these things made and yeah that's that's I'm an engineer so I, I get to break things and, and call it as innovation so that's that's pretty much my personal side and I had this first episode where I spoke who I am and I thought I'll again reiterate for the new audience so feel free to go and listen to previous podcast episodes there are quite good content and I, I myself sometimes go and see and listen to those episodes to see how much I've improved and yeah that's who I am and yeah I do a bit of photography here and there so I have my website where I post everything what I do my blog feel free to check out if you want to if you're interested yeah so I have your questions here I, I first of all want to thank everyone I mean I never thought you people will ask so good questions. There were a lot of questions. I thought, okay, you know what? These are all beautiful questions and let's let's just go with freestyle and preparing answers. I, I'm going to be spontaneous on answering these questions. Let's see how it goes. So, yeah. So that's the first question. Why do people who code always prefer dark and text-based interactions? Can't you guys develop your own fancy graphics user interfaces and make your life easier? And the most important part, why do you hit the enter key so hard? Oh my God, that's a really good question. Why do we use dark? I mean, you would have seen people in, in this, uh, you know, hacking movie scenes and where, where they just go into some, some blue or green, black and green font where the texts are scrolling. It's, it's pretty much logs. You know, when, when we people code, I mean, when I code, I prefer to use pretty much basic text-based editors because it's pretty much like, like you know, it's a lot of typing happening, and and you you 
you don't need this graphics user interface where you, you, you need your mouse. Uh, imagine typing in the word where you just go select your font, change, because, because no one is going to read from your English text here. It's just going to be the computer is going to convert whatever you're going to type into basic zeros and one and binary and, and follow the instructions. So we, we prefer text and it's, it's it boils down to, you know, the A's of access. It's, it's more faster that way and your mind is in chaos place and, and a lot of things are happening in your head and you don't want your mouse with all the frustration coming around and you keep it on laggy GUI, which is, that's the reason we have that. And sometimes we find it pretty easy on our eyes because black screen is not so bright and and you would have seen people just sitting in the computer from morning till evening and and we we just do this coding stuff so it's it makes our our, our life simpler for us of course and that's why we have this fancy screens and and why do we hit the enter key so hard oh my god it's it's basically frustration i mean imagine you 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 type your entire line and you think it's going to work and you just press this enter key so hard and and you just get that feel where you have done something. So that's that's the reason, nothing, nothing more important, it's just a frustration coming out. So yeah, that's the answer for the question. And the next question, why do coding people have to bring in complex technical keywords and references from your work life into normal conversation? Oh my God. <laughs> I do this a lot and that's a really good question. I mean, you you have someone in your life who is doing this on, on daily basis then. So yeah, my close friends know how much of a pain I am when I start bringing these complex technical keywords. But the answer to this is it's pretty much the habit. You know, uh, coding is like an another language which you talk to computers. So from morning to evening, you are talking to uh, all the software and stuff, and and it's a, it's a language it gets inherited in your mind, and and you start start sound you start thinking in terms of you know algorithms and and sequential stuff. So when people talk, it, it when I talk, it comes out so so plain and algorithm wise and people are like, you know, we can't you just talk like a normal person? I mean <laughs> why do we have to bring in this technical term in everyday basis? It's just having proper human interaction. So I have heard this a lot from the close circle of mine and, and that's that's exactly why it is. It's a habit. You know, you, you lose, you tend to get into the zone and, and you start thinking in that, that zone and it, it gets easy in your head to explain it in, in, a, in a lot of technical analogies and stuff. But the person who's listening to you is going to be like, oh my God, this guy just can't talk normal and they start getting used to your, your stupid stuff. So that's the re very reason. I know it's a bad habit though, but I can't help it and I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's that's the pretty much same answer you would be getting to any person was using this it just makes thing, things easier in the head and yeah they are messed up we are messed up the machines have a brain of their own and they and can they think hmm. so machines are pretty much dumb they cannot think and and right now yeah there are artificial intelligence and there are machine learning happening yes of course but uh, a computer is a dumb zero iq mission it, it cannot do it cannot think on its own and if, if for example if you ask the computer to self-destruct it just destructs itself i have tried coding my uh, overclocking my cpus to, to some some double the clock fast i have it's basically you know asking your cpu to burn on its own and it gets overheated and it burns 
So the CPU doesn't know, the computer doesn't know, or the machine doesn't know when or think for its own. Yeah, there are AI, there are stuff which are people are working on. There's a beautiful domain called artificial intelligence. I would, I'm planning to bring someone from that domain. I would love to hear what's happening in that beautiful domain. But right now, from what I know, no, we, the machines are not evolved to think on their own. Uh, the artificial intelligence, which we call right now, it's more data driven. We need to make it learn. Things are happening. There are neural networks happening, but it's all in, 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 in initial stages. You know, it, it needs a lot of training to think for a simple thing, uh, for a machine to recognize uh, it's a red color. User needs to give a lot of shades of red, input it. With, okay, this is red, this is not red. Every time the computer recognizes this is red, it okay, it, it puts it in a, in, a, in a domain where it learns, okay, that's a new red color. That's the stage we are. So why do you think Alexa and people, Alexa and Google or whatever voice assistant you're using, that's that's where they are right now. They are trying to learn your, your accent, the way people interact with computers. Of course, Amazon is listening to you. Alexa is going to listen to you. They are listening to you always and they are trying to feed this to your server. But I would not say they are listening to the content. It's, it's more like they are trying to figure out what you are trying to say. So, of course, when you are buying an Alexa, it's going to listen to you. So, you need to know that. And, yeah, so, uh, to answer your questions, no. Skynet is not anytime soon. Uh, machines don't think for themselves and and let's see if I can bring in someone from AI because I would love to know what's happening in that beautiful world. Uh, it's 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 a lot of new innovations happening. There's NLP, it's called natural language processing, and your chat engines. So yeah, even I have a lot of questions to ask these these experts. Let's see if I can find someone and and have a chat. So yeah, uh, why do you people need so many monitors when you work? Oh my God. So yeah, I have three three monitors in my work work desk at my office, and added to that my laptop screen. So it's four screens, but it makes your job easy, you know. I recently had a friend of mine, and they they tried to learn coding language, and they did an amazing work, and they cracked it. And they said the sentence to me saying, "I know why people choose mini monitor because it makes your job easy and more productive." In my case, I have one of my monitor in portrait mode and two of them in, in landscape and my laptop of course it's for them so what i do here is when i code let's say i code in c c language so which means that i uh, in in, in a, one file of my c programming code there are at least some 3000 lines of code and uh, let's say a folder of mine can see can, contains like 10 of these files which means 30000 lines of code i need to find when there's a bug when something is not working so it makes my job easy where I, I just open, it's like, you know, having a book, a number of pages in a reference book, but instead of turning your pages, you tear down all these pages and paste it, all these important pages and paste it in different places and you start referring to the formulas or whatever. That's what we do with this computer, you know. We, we just open different files, different reference point and we start working in one of this main screen. For example, in my case, I, I work with my laptop, but the other three monitors are for my reference purpose. Okay, why are things... So it just makes things productive for me. So it's not just the people who code, everyone. I mean, multiple monitors, of course, makes your job easy. And I have seen people who are in medical stuff or in, in you know, research who are trying to view a map 
uh, or a graph, something like that. So it just makes your job easy, and that's that's the very reason I use so many monitors. So yeah, and in in coding side, if you go into a cubicle, there's a lot of people using different monitors. So it might seem that it's just the tech people use many monitors, but there's a use for that. So yeah, and can you hack my Instagram? Oh my God. Uh, I can't. I cannot hack the Instagram. I am not expert in that. I believe most of them cannot. The best coders there, because I I know my fellow colleagues in, in developers in in Instagram are good, better than me. So they will not have a loophole. So it's not that easy to crack open a password from Instagram because there are people who follow process and it's protected for a reason. And I can hack the person. and get the password but i cannot hack any instagram account out of the blue and hacking the person is simple like you know you you try to give them my mobile and ask them to log in their instagram from that or send them something from something something like that but it's it's more like hacking the person than the instagram itself i can't uh but to answer the question is can someone hack anyone's instagram yes with the right tools there are experts in cyber security domain which can do this trick and it's not for the common public though it's 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 for a reason that they are trying to hack and i don't know i don't want to get into that but i can't i cannot hack anyone's account sorry sometimes i tend to forget my own password so yeah that's it will you fix my computer of course yes i can fix your computer and expert <laughs> but yeah i i and i i charge for that so probably bring your computer we can sit together and fix it but i can fix your computer of course Do you always carry a screwdriver? Hmm. Right now I don't. I used to carry a screwdriver when I was back in school and, and in college I was a nerd. So yeah. And of course in college I was a double E student, which means I had my labs and stuff, so I had to carry a screwdriver. But right now I don't carry a screwdriver always. But there is a screwdriver in my work desk, back in my home and in my office. So. it's always reachable because i need them to access a reset pin or to open a box or something but i don't carry them but it's there and yeah there's it's it's a line tested to be specific because because i don't want to get electrocuted so that's always there in my desk in my reach in my home and in my office or wherever i tend to work so i don't carry them but i need them always it's like someone carrying a mouse you know yeah. how does the internet work and how does it have all the answers thanks It's a great topic for me to discuss in the next episode. It's a huge topic to explain how internet works, but see internet as a library, you know. It's 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 all different computers connected with each other. They all have they all have the servers and they have the information and when when someone is coming to look into they go to the index page or library and that's like someone like you know Google or the website DNS, the website address, you type, go to the section and you get the information. But how does it all have all the answers? It's 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 because of us, you know. We are the people who type the content, and any any website you take, this podcast I'm recording, I'm the one who's feeding the internet the content, you know. And and that's who it is. It's the people who make the internet, and that's where the contents come from. That's why when someone posts something on the internet, it, the credibility is questioned. You need to give your sources. You need to prove why you're saying some information. That's why you don't believe everything which is coming on the internet. You need to do your research. that's how internet works it's because of us but the technical side i think i need a lot of time for that to explain how the network works basically it's two computer talking with each other that's how internet works but it's, it's so huge and that so let's see if i can have an episode 
it's a really good topic for me to cover thanks for that i will i will try to do justice for that in a separate episode thanks what mobile phone do you use hmm. and do you trust your mobile or pc i use an old samsung s9 plus galaxy it's uh yeah it's 4 years now and it, i'm recording my podcast in my mobile so yeah that's that's pretty old but it does a job and i don't have any issues with that i i can drag about my mobile on and on but yeah it's a good mobile and i trust my mobile and i trust my pc it's not that i don't trust of course i have my webcams covered i have my microphones covered doesn't mean i don't trust them it's just i don't trust the software i don't trust the settings i just i it's it's all pc and it, it does the job you know if it's something leaking if you are if you're installing all the third party apps without you know looking for the permission and and knowing what you're doing of course you can't trust those you are bringing in everyone into your mobile you cannot leave your mobile without a screen lock i can't leave my laptop as such on with something running that's that's something you cannot do you cannot play you are using some you are using some gadget and you need to know how to use it so that's that's what it is <clears throat> so i trust my mobile and pc of course and yeah that's that's what it is our technology is shown in sci-fi movies possible in reality Hmm. What are a few which you think is pure fiction, and they went overboard with their imagination? Hmm. Next question. Of course, uh, there is this wonderful sci-fi movie called Space Odyssey. I don't know. It's my favorite, all-time favorite. It was way ahead of its time. You know, it it had all proper gadgets shown, and and the holograms and and, and stuffs which are shown in you know 1950s and 60s movies are possible right now. So. everything sci-fi movies are are a form they they do their own research you know the screenplay writers and the script writers they have their own research done the director knows what he is showing in the screen it's like me having a podcast it's just a different medium so the movies have their own research work done which means there is a, a creative imagination but it's supported by for a lot of research uh, for example the movie interstellar oh my god they had a lot of references from the science papers and journals the director did a lot of groundwork which means they know what they are doing which means there's a point there's someone who thinks it's possible and imagination is the key if you can imagine it it can be done i i'm i'm a believer of that so i would never say it's pure fiction it's always possible somewhere in the future but there are some new movies where they they really go overboard <clears throat> i don't want to take examples but yeah you obviously know it's not possible it's it's a pure it's not perfect yeah it's pure fiction so prop but most of the gadgets shown in sci-fi movies star wars movies where they show the the time travel stuff and all this uh, space travel stuff it's possible it's just we don't have the technology right now if you go to type 2 and type 1 civilization it's possible so it's just matter of time you you crack it so yeah it's it's in my view the technology is shown in sci-fi movies are possible in reality are you an alien oh my god I'm not an alien. I <laughs> I don't know why you are asking this question. It's a nice question, nice nice imagination, but I'm not. I wish I was one, or I wish I could meet one. I'm not an alien. I'm as human as you are. So yeah, that's that's what it is. Why does life sucks? Oh my God! I know who asked this question to me. This is not a philosophical podcast because I will go on and on and on about this question. but yeah life sucks uh at different times because of our expectations i believe 
Let's see, but <laughs> I can't answer this question here. All right, that's the last question now. What is your take on God? Do you believe in God? Oh yes, I believe in God. Yeah, I was not someone who used to believe in God. I was a proper atheist. I was questioning a lot of things. I was, I would say, I was always in search of God. I was search of this answer. What is this belief of God? And I think back in 2019, I got this answer. I'm, I'm not say it's a miracle. No, no, no such stories. It's just that I, I was searching and I got my answer. That's the, as simple as that. So yeah, I believe in God, of course. And I all see my my take on God is simple. You can question him as much you want because he has given this you know power of thinking and he wants you to question. But be genuine to yourself when you are questioning and try to look out for answer on your own. You know you can take help of others, but at the end of the day, it's you and this question of yours. I would say it's you and God. So between you two, it's what you believe in, what you talk, what you want to believe in. So I believe in God and I am super spiritual. So there is this movie dialogue from a Bollywood movie called PK, where he says my same dialogue. I used to believe this before watching this movie itself. Like, There are two gods for me. One, the ones we made and the one who made us. So I believe the one who made us and my my take on God is more philosophical and spiritual. Yeah, but I, I have my own take. So it doesn't mean I would not listen to someone who says, I don't believe in God. It's your, your take and I respect that and that's where I am right now. But I, yeah, this is a good question and it's not the topic for this podcast. I can go on and on about the, all this stuff. So yeah, that's a really great set of questions and I think done. So this episode, I think I would want to end my season one with this because uh, yeah, I would also have few few points to talk on why I started this podcast. Like I wanted to have it as a solo podcast because, because I'm not a proper responsible person who sticks to schedule. And if I start interviewing people or let's say I have a co-host, I need to stick to the schedule. I cannot come on random times and record an episode whenever I feel like recording. That's the reason I, I started with a solo podcast where I wanted to explore how I'm able to do with the scripts, how I'm able to communicate and all this stuff. I think I'm I'm used to this now. And in season two, there are a few things that I'm planning to do. Let's see how it comes up. But I have a lot of plans for season two. And of course, this is something which I love to do, talking about the things which I I believe on or which I work for. So why I started this podcast is simply to, you know, brag about my domain. Like I have seen a lot of people who are afraid of technology, you know, start using the technology and all this stuff. I wanted to break this gap of this complex world of technology and try to simplify and explain to the common public how things are working. You know, things like how a rocket works, how how you launch a rocket or what happens behind the screen of your your reset button in in a, in a modem or or are your mobile phones listening to you? How are these targeted ads popping up in your screen? How how the cryptocurrency works? So these are the topics which I, I I always think about this, discuss or read about, and I wanted to communicate this to the common public so that when I try to talk about this, I do my research, I know where to look for the right information, and and I give this out out loud and let's say there's someone listening to this podcast and they go back to their friends gang and they talk about it the information gets passed on and this is what i want people talking about the technology people educating themselves and people questioning 
do I need really need this? You know, it's, it's at, at the end of the day, it's the user. And if the users are intelligent, I believe the consumer is the right person to ask the developers or the engineers to set their requirements. So it all boils down to the users. That's what I want to bridge the gap. So that's why I started this. Nothing, no personal agenda. And I'm, I, I feel happy about you know, talking about what I do, how things work. And that's exactly why this podcast is all, that's, that's exactly how this podcast came around. And in season two, I don't have any different agenda for this. The same soul is going to be there, but I want to interview people. I want to meet a fellow. I want to meet other people from their domains. I want to know how their thought process works. I want to learn a lot of things from them, how they they work, what are they working on, what are the exciting things coming along. Let's see if I can you know grab a few people and start questioning them. And that's an agenda for season two. And let's see how it goes. So thank you so much for this question. I was like, okay, uh, there are people who are listening to my podcast. That's one thing. And they are asking questions and it's like, you know, I'm getting responses. It's like a musician performing in, in, a, in, a, in a play or something and they get this applause and I feel that right now. I'm super grateful to my audience, the few who I have and the people who ask all the questions. Thanks, thanks for your time. And I really hope I, I don't take it for granted. I, I do justice for the time you are giving to me when you're listening to my podcast. Yeah, and let's see there's less mistakes and I stick to my schedule. Thank you so much. And yeah, that's I think that's that's end of season one. That's a wrap. And I'll meet you in the next episode. Until then, it's bye from Vikram. Ciao.